0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, once again, Chelsea fans. Welcome back to the Chelsea Podcast. I'm Chaz, and as ever, I have with me the Mighty Mooch.
1: How are you, fella? <laughs> I'm good. I like that, Mighty Mooch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it runs off the tongue, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, it's, uh, it's been an interesting... Um, Been an interesting week. We actually have three wins in a row for the first time in over a year. So I'm hoping everybody's feeling uh, quite jolly about things again going into this international break.
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, it's uh, you kind of almost don't want the international break now. No, no, it's one of those things. We finally got a bit of momentum. Yeah, and and now uh, we're going to have a few players who are going to inevitably. Get crocked while representing their country, uh, and we're going to have to play with you know some four or five players from the youth team who I can't fathom yeah. to pronounce their names. I don't know; I've never heard of them before. You know, you know, they're, but they're they're going to be young, promising players who will leave us in a few years and do really well for another club like <laughs>
0: Standard. <it. laughs> well, Jackson and Brojer are both uh, playing for their international sides, or uh, well, they're both in the squad, certainly. Mm. So, um, you know, I'm just hoping that one or both of them managed to come back without doing some major damage themselves. Um, we're going to talk about uh, the Bernie game. We're also going to talk about um, one of our finest uh, alumni uh, retiring. But uh, first of all, we're going to introduce you to our guest for this evening, who is Kelvin Barker. We're very pleased to have Kelvin with us. He is the uh, author of... Chelsea tones celery representing Chelsea in in the eighties and co-author of Chelsea here, Chelsea there, and making history, not relieving it. Kelvin, very pleased that you could join us.
2: Ah, thank you for having me. It's so very kind of you to invite me on.
0: No, oh, you're very welcome, mate. Um, so tell us a bit about your background with Chelsea. I know you um, you go back to when you were a very wee lad, um, yeah. but why Chelsea? When did it all start? And what really got gave you the bug?
2: Well, it started for me um, back in the nineteen seventy when I was five. Uh, went to my first no. game with my dad. Yeah, yeah, very young. Uh, he took me and my brother to our first game. I was five. He was six, uh, six just going on seven, I think. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, uh, he was a Chelsea fan, obviously, my dad. He came down to London just after the war, um, family of Geordies. Oh. Um, but, uh, yeah, they sort of relocated just after the war, um, landed in West Kensington. And um, him and one of his school friends decided they wanted to support a team, so they tried out on sort of consecutive weekends. I think it was they tried out Fulham, QPR, and Chelsea. And
0: uh, <laughs> my God, they landed football. on their feet, didn't they?
2: Yeah, damn right they did. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine the humiliation in my life if they have been <laughs> one of the
0: other two? Oh yeah, but you wouldn't feel it, mate. It's like you know, it's like being. Cretinously stupid. You you never know that you are. It's only other people that think
2: that. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's I'm, true. Ho- I'm hoping no one actually thinks that. Of me. I, yeah, yeah. Um, i one of i hate Chelsea now.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that was also handy with it um, coming from your dad because that, that's something that completely bypassed me. My dad sort of has a peripheral interest in football. Um, so it was very odd that uh, that kind of, that sort of leapt a generation for me. Um, so yeah, so yeah, tell my, us my about... Dad,
1: my dad doesn't... Sorry, doesn't follow it at all. I, got, I had an uncle who took me to uh, a Chelsea Coventry game back in the day. I think we won two one, and then that was it. <laughs> I had to just, yeah. just follow them. Um, Sometimes
0: all it does take is sort of you know is is one sampling of the atmosphere, particularly if it's a game that we win, and that's it. You're hooked. I and see I presume
1: it. I, on the Ilbrook Common as well. So <laughs> we
0: oh, yeah, well,
1: of <laughs> uh, I, I got taken to a lot of QPR games by like a family friend as well, but I was ever resistant to it. And we weren't great back then, you know, we were finishing fifth and sixth and all that,
0: but yeah. Um Oh, must've been terrible, mate. Yeah. But it's something we'd look forward to this season. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. wind your neck in. Um, <clears throat> so, um, Kelvin tell us about how you I know you were a contributor to um, CFC UK fanzine which I'm sure uh, most of our listeners will know about but um uh, tell us how it came about because if you don't you know I think it's fair to say that you you certainly didn't start out a writer no, um, you've certainly sort of you've sort of come into it in in great style so how did that come about
2: just something i'd always wanted to do to be honest um i was i was actually working for a film company um and um yeah, there was no uh, there was no no links to to writing at all when i was at school i quite fancied being a sports journalist but i never never got the opportunity to sort of study for it after i left school i was a bit lazy i didn't get the qualifications didn't go on to university or anything like that used to do a little bit of um sort of jokey comedy writing when I was at the film company. We used to do, like, every year we would do, like, a Viz-style um, comic <laughs> based on um, people who we worked with. Um, and uh, there was bits and pieces like that. Um, but I'd always sort of fancied writing a book about the things I'd seen and done in the 80s, which was kind of, sorry, just related to Chelsea games. But um, yeah. it was it was kind of something that was ever only ever supposed to be really for my children and uh, maybe their children to read. I was going to just put it away. Um, so over the space of about five years, I, I sort of like wrote, well, I think for the first couple of years, I just wrote stuff about stories and about the seasons and the football and all that. And then I hit on the idea of um, trying to get some of the players from that time involved, and it sort of took off from there, really. Um, so i got 11 contributors plus John Neill, um, the yeah. manager as well, um, decided it was worth publishing um it wouldn't have been if it hadn't been obviously for the contributors um and yeah it just sort of took off from there that was 2006 um that was published um and then mostly co-contributing like you say to those other books with Mark Wall and Dave Johnston and latterly with um also including Mark and Neil Smith and uh, Richard Shallow the cartoonist Mm. um and I did another book of my own um that I I wrote during the pandemic, mostly, to be honest, um, at loose end. So I wrote a book called Days, which was all about growing up with Chelsea and life events running parallel to Chelsea matches and such like. But it's just a hobby. It's not something I've ever... Been
0: able to do for a living unfortunately sure. <laughs> yeah no yeah. I know that feeling um and of course these uh these books are available from your uh your local Amazon store ladies and gentlemen <laughs> and <laughs> also from a stall uh on the Fulham Road before every match so make sure you turn up and buy yourself a copy uh, and you'll Thank be pleased you. to hear also Kelvin that um a very good Chelsea mate of mine has just turned 50 and uh, I bought him a copy, which is partly oh, what thanks. made me partly of Celery, and partly what that's what made me think of uh, bringing you on the show. But anyway, gentlemen, you onto have got on uh, first, then
1: we would have got a free copy, mate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> onto onto the actual football. Um, so, yeah, I mean, good times uh, as, as far as it goes. Um, but first of all, let's talk about let's talk about the fact that. Um, Eden Hazard has announced his retirement, um, which seems remarkable to me. I, I don't know the ins and outs of um, the issues with his uh, physicality, his body, which he, he he referred to. But, you know, just 32 years old. Um, I mean, it does seem to be, you know, it just feels like the last few years have been just, just a little bit of a waste when, you know, he could have been, still been playing at his peak. Of course, that hasn't really happened. But what are, your, what are your thoughts and memories on Eden, Mooch? What about you? I mean, um, uh, where do you reckon, is, is he Is he going to be remembered of, as one of our all-time greats, do you think? And what's your yeah,
1: favourite I, I, memory of I, him? I, I've got lots of memories. And I, I, of course, he's going to be thought of as a great for us. He was one of those world-class players that have, was world-class with us and I think that's you know we've had a lot of great players. Sometimes they've been world class before they've come to us, you know. And there's been a plethora of them, you know, Shvedchenko, Jules, whatever, um, or, or or players who've who've been with us and then and gone off and become sort of maybe a bit bit better. Maybe uh, few of them, fewer of them than than. But Eddin was our first sort of player sign. You know, we'd won the Champions League. He did that tweet i'm gonna sign for the european chair and it was like okay cool this is a player i'm excited about you know it's, it's a player that uh every club knows and every fan base wants and he came to us and he was the the business uh and he had his best years with us he you know he was phenomenal and you know as far as memories go you know there's loads of them you know but that arsenal goal yeah that goal to stop Tottenham, you know. You know yeah. Lampoon, I figure that's got to high. Coaches.
0: That's got to high. Pretty high. That's got to hit pretty highly on most people's yeah um, fan I mean, he didn't have a he didn't have a great season that season, but, but that goal was an absolute peach. I my
1: favourite memory is him kicking that Swansea ball boy, like, <laughs> <laughs> and I because I, 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 I that little shit needed a little, mm. you know, just a. Size nine. Yeah. Uh, so I think I'm,
0: I think that's my, I think my that was favourite. The, that was the day he became proper Chelsea. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sticking the boot in. Kelvin, what about you? I mean, I I'm no doubt over your time as a fan. You've you've had the pleasure of seeing some some really fantastic players, and you know I'm I'm not that far behind you myself. Um, and I think he. Certainly in the 21st century, he's right up there. But what, do you know where does he fit in in the overall picture? Do you for
2: think? me, he's the best. He's the best I've seen at Chelsea. I've, oh. I've got him above anyone. Okay. Um, yeah, there's a bit of a cult that turn on me anytime I say that because <laughs> uh, Zola, you have to say Zola because he was more smiley and happy. But um, no, it, it, you know, I understand that people have their fondness for Zola. But for me, ha- Hazard's untouch- untouchable. In fact, the only one who I feel. Felt really came close to him in terms of his sheer talent was um, Ruud Hullett actually, mm. uh, who obviously was um, a European. Was he a world, world Player of the Year? I think. Yeah, I think and, he might um, have. Been, yeah, yeah. But obviously, we didn't get didn't have him for long, and we had him at the back end of his career. But I thought mm. he was pure class. But um, Hazard just took it on different levels to all the others. As far as I'm concerned, the last two league titles we won, I don't think we'd have won with no, Hazard no, if no, Hazard, no. hadn't been in the team. Not at all. Uh,
0: Agreed. And it showed, I think, the following, the season between, um, and I don't know if it was the team playing badly and that affected him or he was playing, he was just off colour and that affected the team. But, I mean, he was, for a lot of that season, he he really was um, not contributing in the way that he had, the way that he did in seasons either side. And, uh, you know, that made a massive difference. It, it, that, that was a team with great... Still, great quality players who obviously had um, um, won the league the season before, but that that uh, the season that Mourinho was sacked, he 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 was a little bit, he sort of disappeared. It was that only that season as well. Other than that, as you say, I think he was an absolute diamond for us. And um, I mean, I think if in terms of greats, in terms of sort of measuring the greats of the team, I probably I put Frank higher, but in terms of natural talent actual yeah. sort of you know excitement the time you know sort of taking a, deep, a breath in and getting on the edge of your seat as soon as he got hold of the ball there was as you say I don't think there's anyone to touch him for that um and uh, yeah we're very lucky all to have to have seen him I think
1: I think Frank is one of those like uh, you know he he will probably admit himself as uh, naturally talented as he 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 was where he was through hard work and dedication and that is probably the the opposite of of Eden. <laughs> <laughs> like he's so relaxed, so nonchalant. He kind of almost felt if he had that sort of determination and that sort of, that just, that, that mentality that uh, a Ronaldo or a Messi has, then he would be that player. But he kind of, you know, often, you know, he maybe wasn't always in the most physical peak uh and maybe you know he grew up just just being the best and he he kind of wasn't pushed but we got the best out of him we got a lot of money for him i'm i'm sad that he didn't go on to better things at at madrid but i'm also happy that he had his best years with us in a completely selfish and 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 horrible (laughs) horrible um sort of narcissistic chelsea sort of mentality with it um but if you look at it from a from a from a purely sort of Natural uh, uh, um, um, ability um, yeah yeah
0: mm. uh, he was uh, next level next yeah. level 100 yeah. yeah. percent. well um i'm sure we all wish him well in his future endeavors and no doubt we'll see him at the bridge uh here and there that would be nice um so let's go back to uh how the team are doing <laughs> how the current mob are doing um which obviously hasn't always been hugely edifying this season but here we are on the back of three straight wins um now what how are we feeling about that Kelvin how about you I mean is is the main feeling relief or are we can we get a little bit more or is it more about it's about time and you know now we need to kick on and blah 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 Uh,
2: yeah more more the latter I think I I don't necessarily um, I mean it's a relief every time every time score a goal at the moment but um I think, um, yeah, more more than anything, I think it's sort of time to kick on and it's a sign that we might be ready to kick on. Um, probably sort of cautious optimism, um, mm. tempered by the fact that we've got these games coming up that are really yeah. going to test us now you know um because i don't think we're in the same um league as arsenal or liverpool Uh, well actually i wouldn't include liverpool i didn't mean to but arsenal (laughs) liverpool city um and even spurs at the moment we're, Mm -hmm. we're we're lagging behind um but it'll at least give us some confidence that we might be able to stick the ball in the net we've done it six times in two games all of a sudden so i think i think we could be cautiously optimistic and um so no one's
0: talking about relegation anymore. So yeah. some- <laughs> <laughs> Quite right, too. I mean, it, one of the things, uh, one of the stats that I looked up, that I found out was, uh, regarding the last game, is that last time we scored more than three goals, and we haven't scored three goals many times since then, to be fair, was uh, April 2022 against, um, against Southampton, which when you consider how many times we've, you know, we have scored four plus in the last... 10, 15 years that it seems remarkable. And it is, you know, I suppose certainly indicative of the struggles we've had over the last two seasons, but, um, what did you make of the performance? I mean, um, did you, you'll probably have a go at me for this. Cause I said this, I said the same after the Fulham game, you know, at the end of the day, we got the win and we'd still look the better side, but, and, and we're scoring goals as, as Kelvin's just said, but it was a, I thought it was a funny old performance, um, the one big plus that I I've thought about it was that it was a lot more, it seemed a lot more together, a lot more coherent and a lot more um, uh, in, you know, intensive in the second half after, presumably after Potch had had a chat.
1: Yeah. I think um, I, I see that as a positive. I, I, I saw the sort of mental resilience of the team when we went a goal down and it wasn't panic stations and that was a bit of a relief. Uh, and I, I and I see that because you know, when they scored, I was like just that sinking feeling of yeah, sure again. But we rallied and we we ended up you know dominating. Um, maybe not in the stats that we have dominated and lost games in before, but the stats that matter and ah. the, the the areas of the of the of the game where we were um, miles behind we were on on top of so there was sterling great performance jackson who you know was a bit um in front of goal before seemed to not snatch his chances in fact was quite calm and and, and collective in front of goal um <coughs> cole palmer i thought looked good i know you uh, hate him uh, <laughs> <laughs> lies, like, dirty I know that lies. You you were uh, you're a bit underwhelmed, and and maybe I'm 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 getting excited and seeing the game through sort of rose tinted glasses. But I think we've got a great player there, uh, and, and Connor Gallagher as well was in, with another solid performance. So, so I think um, I think overall, it's it's what we've been lacking in in the last sort of six six games of the season. Uh, we've delivered and we've got the three points, and and I can't. Be too harsh on the team because no. that's what we we've, we've been missing, and I'd rather we don't click as much in the two thirds up to the final uh, final, final third, uh, but we actually do deliver in the final third and and get the important, important three points in confidence. and confidence. Yeah, look, the, the rest will come. We're six I'm, seven games into a yeah, pretty much look, a brand I'm, new team.
0: Listen, I mean, obviously, you know, particularly given how the season started, we'd all we're all. I don't think there's many fans out there that would swap three points for you know a scintillating performance but either getting beaten one nil or only drawing or only drawing so you know i'm 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 making conversation here really <laughs> but um Kelvin, I mean do you think Kelvin it could be a sign that we're actually you know maybe they're building up a little bit of pragmatism because you know maybe we haven't been quite so cavalier going forward not that there's been a lot of end result in some of the earlier games. Um, but sort of possibly reining that in a tiny little bit to make sure we're a lot more stable at the back or you know or yeah, is it I mean, just very, taking our chances better
2: no i think i think very possibly there, there there is a bit of pragmatism and i think perhaps the fact that conor gallagher's getting um the starts now is a is a sign of that i think he is the 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 main sort of workhorse in the team if he, you know and i don't mean that to sort of denigrate him at all no. it's just that i i think that he is the hard working I don't know. I always sort of call it a James Milner type. Who you know, they're invaluable these guys. You know, because because you know that you can always rely on them. You know, for ninety minutes to be putting it in, which we haven't always had the luxury of in recent seasons with other players. Um, so potentially, the fact that he's got the captain's armband and seems to be on in the first eleven now, I think um, there's just a little sign there that we're. There's just it's, it's it's a it's a touch of pragmatism, I think.
0: Yeah, and that's no bad thing, you know. I mean, I think we'd all want to we want there to be a bit of steel to go with uh, any of the silk that we're seeing as well. <laughs> sure. And I mean, um, you know, and who can argue with sticking the, the ball in the net four times? I, I mean, I'm glad you brought up Connor though because although it probably wasn't he wasn't the man of the match, um, which he has been a couple of times this season. I don't think he I don't think it was he was this time. But it was another really his performance level is never he's never less than a seven seven and a half out of ten as far as I'm concerned and I started thinking and you might you might disagree with me Kelvin he might and this might be a bit before your time much but he's he he's sort of uh he's sort of reminding me of a bit of a young Brian Robson just in that kind of he's 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 happy to come back into his own half stick a foot in Win the ball, but he's always thinking about getting forward. His his passing's good. He's tenacious. He's looking up. He's got his head up, and then he wants to get in the box as well. Now, admittedly, he's not scoring goals like uh, like the young Brian Robson did, but maybe again, that's about that's about the team still needing to gel and needing to click. But I think he's becoming something really special.
2: Yeah, I mean that's that's high praise indeed mm. to compare him to, to Brian Robson. I have to say. Um, yeah, I mean, if he, if he's half as good a player throughout the rest of his career um, as, as Robson was, then then it'd be fantastic. I, I can certainly see what you're saying. I mean, he has got that tenacity, that commitment um, and all those other characteristics that Brian Robson had. And Brian Robson was world class. Um, so, I mean, he, he, he's had a lot of stick, Gallagher, and you know, from, from fans who are a funny lot. The funny yeah. lot on social media, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, you know, it's, guys like him are worth their weight in gold. And, and in, in all honesty, if we still had the 2005 or the 2006, seven, whatever Chelsea teams, I don't think you'd get near the starting lineup. But You're we right. haven't, you know, and, and we, we are um, more of a work in progress. We've taken a, a few steps back to, be, to try and go forward again. Um, and he's proven himself to uh, that he's he, he's worth his place in there and, and I think that we we must be happy now, must be relieved that we didn't sell him in the summer because it's quite clear that the club were prepared to sell him.
0: Yeah. Mm. I'm, really, I think I'm one. sorry, go on, mate. No I'm you.
1: I'm I'm keen to see what Potch can do with him. Because like Poch, you know, you saw what he did to to Song and I know they're different positions, but he's a player he's a he's a coach who can bring the best out of players and i and i'm i'm really enjoying seeing him further up the pitch still in that sort of uh sort of high energy pressing sort of role and winning the ball back but further up the field and if we can get some of the screamers that he was scoring at palace introduced into that game then we've got a hell of a player and 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 i'm excited because he's one of our own as well
0: and i think the thing is is that you know one thing that we've probably bemoaned the lack of is on the pitch leaders mm. um in in recent year it's certainly in the last 18 months and he looks like he's coming to into his own on on that front i mean obviously he was a fairly even when he was playing last season he was still sort of he was quite low down the 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 pecking order of of uh experience and importance perhaps to the team this year i think that's totally different and as you say it's perhaps I'm overstating the case to say Brian Robson, but he is. You can't. I can't really see him. I can't see this current team. I can't see the current first eleven without him. You know, barring injury, obviously. Yeah. I think you know he really has solidified his place in the team. Yeah,
2: yeah, i um, agree. <laughs> it looks that way.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, and good luck to him. And long may it continue. And now, of course, he'll have a massive downturn in form. <laughs> we'll just um, get
1: injured uh, on international duty.
0: <laughs> let's, let's talk about Raheem Sterling, because, again, we always do like to give credit where it's due on this show. And uh, it seems like being left out of England squads is is <laughs> is quite a good thing for Raheem, because every time he does, he seems to have a little run of form. And, uh, you, I mean, you cannot... You cannot under under understate his contribution. You know, he 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 forced the own goal. Uh, he won the penalty for the second goal. He scored the third goal, and uh, he made a great run down um, the left wing to put a cross in which ended up in the fourth. So um, that's got to be good news as well, Kelvin. What do you think? Have you been a fan yeah. of his or?
2: Yeah, yeah, I have actually. Um, I've got quite frustrated when I've seen the amount of. Um, Criticism is taken from Chelsea fans, including plenty of Chelsea fans who I know and, and respect. It's not mm. I can't put this one just down to the funny lot on social media, <laughs> yeah. um, but um, and I think there were also a lot of fans who didn't particularly want to like him. Um, you know, I think there's that whole Daily Mail thing about you know he's been targeted for so long that people have ended up believing stuff about him. Mm, I think yeah. he's a cracking role model. I, I think it's been forgotten um, what a good start he had to last season. Um, and he it, he just, I think he had a really good start, but everything went belly up early doors last season. And I think his form suffered, like so many others, um, with being part of whatever was going on there. Um yeah but i'm i'm really pleased that he's coming into his own he's obviously happier again he made a comment i think at the weekend about it's all, it's all about being played in his actual position i mean he was being played at a wing back and, and yeah, stuff yeah. last season it was silly or
0: force nine you know yeah
2: yeah false yeah. nine yeah um so i i think he'll be, he should become a big player for us
0: yeah i mean i really hope so because as you, as you say quite rightly he's the sort of downturning or his arrival he had a good start and then the the downturn in form you know it didn't just affect him you know it, but it it clearly did affect him but it wasn't it wasn't just him it was the whole team and i don't think it was just him who was sort of uh, uh, playing badly or not playing to his potential last year in any by any way in any way shape or form so it's really nice to see him coming through and having another good run i mean um, Uh, admittedly, and here's another thing we say quite regularly on this pod. It was only blah, blah, blah. And in this case, it was only Burnley. And he really did give, um, uh, their, their right, uh, their right back. I'm not sure his name, but he gave him a bit of a torrid time, but you know, you can only beat what they put in front of you. And I thought he did that quite spectacularly. Um, so fair play to him. Um, Mooch, anyone else stand out for you? Um, I thought, What do we think about, you know, we should bring him up because he's another person who's taken a lot of stick from various Chelsea fan factions, including um, myself and and my friends. Um, Mark Cuccarella, once again, had a very solid game, I thought, playing out of position. Yeah. What's your thing?
1: Yeah. He's he's filled in really well. Uh, He... Uh, seems to be to be just as comfortable in that position as you know as, as, as his natural one, and and um, some people. Yeah, I, I'm I'm just glad that we've got some more versatile players <laughs> because all of our wing backs just seem to be made of glass. So uh, <laughs> it, it's it's uh, it's worrying, and and you know while while he looked to be um, uh, excess. Uh, squad member sort of pre-season uh he's he's really becoming uh a a, a player that we will rely on especially with the way that Rhys James um seems to have you know just hands hamstrung hamstrings made of rubber (laughs) rubber bands
0: yeah I mean I, I I hope it's um I hope that's not the case you know I hope we can eventually get sort of the guys who we would consider to be our first choices mm. back and, and strong again. But the number of, you know, that the the evidence all points to that being, um, you know, not necessarily the case. So what do you think, Kelvin? Is he someone who's, I mean, I, have, I admit I've been quite scathing about him in the past. Is he someone who is changing your mind or is he not needed to?
2: Um, well, I, I think he has. He has needed to. I was I was pleased when we signed him. It was all. You know, you have to put the money aside. It was a ridiculous amount of money we paid for him. Everybody yeah. knew that. But putting that aside, I mean, that one season at Brighton where he got their player of the year, every time I saw him, he looked absolute top quality. So he's proven that he can do it in the Premier League. And again, I think he just came into that whole mess last season um, and never got the chance to to sort of bed in before it all started getting silly. Um, and. I think he got caught up in that. I think he's proven, as I say at Brighton, that he's a good player. He, there was always that doubt in my mind that it was this thing of going to a big club and and we've seen so many of them at Chelsea who have uh, not really done it when we've signed, you know, like Shevchenko mentioned earlier, like Torres. They've done it for for other clubs and they come to Chelsea and it all seems to to fall apart. There was an element of that last season, and I was starting to doubt him. Albeit, I remember him against Dortmund, playing in the middle and having a really, really good game at home to Dortmund. Yeah. But um, there's a player in there. There is a yeah. player in there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, the last couple of games, he's uh, he's proved invaluable.
0: Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, it could end up being that he is a a squad player who will get a lot of games for reasons previously stated, um, but he might not be kind of that sort of first name on the team sheet. And I'm okay with that. And it seems to me that he's okay with that. Because one thing I would say is that, you know, he must have been able to hear quite a lot of the disquiet about his performances. And, yeah. you know, he's put his head down. He's got on with it. I, you know, you can't really do much else than that, but he's done exactly what the right thing, which is come out and given some really strong performances when he's when he's been asked to. So good luck to him for that. Um, is there anyone you think might need, you know, where actually that the the, uh, the international break coming up might actually be quite a good thing? You know, is there is there a couple of players you think um, actually they probably need uh, either some time on the training pitch or a game away with their country? Yeah. Um, and to give themselves a little bit of a, a you know, a, a buck up, because I think it's one or two players who uh, are still kind of not, you know, still not sort of doing exactly what we'd like to see them do. Would you agree?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think Brozier needs minutes and mm-hmm. I don't think that in, a, I don't mean that in a, a negative way. Uh, I think, you know, he's come back from a, a, a horrific injury uh, you know, he, he's going to be the main man for his international team. I don't know who they're playing. Um, I don't care. <laughs> I just hope he gets a goal. <coughs> <thing. laughs> um, but so I think I, I'd like to see him sort of get maybe a, a, a more than 60, 70 minutes uh, and, um, and and maybe bag a goal that will give him a bit more confidence. I didn't think he had the greatest game um, you know, uh, against Burnley. I but, I think but, it took
0: him until about about the 40th minute to get a touch. I mean, hmm. I, could, I, I mean, that's not necessarily entirely his fault. Yeah. Uh, that may just have been a function of the way we were playing. But yeah, he, he was he was peripheral.
1: Yeah, and and I think um, uh, to, to sort of expect him to just come in and just be, you know, like Harry Kane was when when he sort yeah. of came up from the uh, from from the youth team is is asking a lot, but. Um, but I think it, it, he, he will do, uh, he will uh, get better with, with, with some more minutes and, and I think the international break could be good for him because I don't know if he's going to start uh, for us against Arsenal.
0: No, I wouldn't have thought so. Kelvin, anyone who you, um, who sort of you feel might need a bit of a, a lift or needs to sort of start
2: um,
0: living think, up to sort of, to a bit more expectation?
2: I think we'd like to see I'd like to see a bit more out of Enzo Fernandez. I'd like to see him stop dominating games a bit more. I mean, again, he's obviously going to be a fantastic player. Um, but, uh, and he's very young, admittedly. He's very young. But I'd like to see him become a bit more dominant. Um, Score as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, he's rubbish in front of goal, isn't he? And, and, you know, don't expect that from Argentinian World Cup winners. You expect <laughs> them to have a bit of everything about their game. But, yeah, he's poor in front of goal.
0: Um, I mean, weird, weirdly, he seems to that that seems to leave him when he plays for Argentina. When he played, he scored in their last um, international. I think he got he got one or two in the World Cup, certainly. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's you know, maybe it's sort of playing with a bit of freedom there. Um, also, always being a or almost always being the dominant side when they play. Um, yeah. But you're right. I mean, he had a couple of he had a couple of really good chances that you know again he snatched at and. In fact, even the uh, normally rather polite commentator on the um, who did the commentary for the, the the match on the Chelsea website was quite scathing about his his <laughs> miss. Um, but you're right. Also, he's still a fantastic player. Um, maybe again, maybe going away can give him that little bit of boost and that little bit of confidence. Hmm.
2: Yeah, I'd like to see. Um, I'd, say I'd like to put a word in also for Dizazi. Yeah, um, I think he's becoming a big player for us, and I'm quite pleased to hear that he's pulled out of the France squad. I'm hoping that he's not—it's not a significant injury, um, and it's, he's being rested to, to come back for the Arsenal game. But I think yeah. he's becoming a big player for us.
0: I agree. I mean, he's done. I don't. This almost sounds uh, pejorative. It—he it, hasn't. He's done nothing wrong. Um, okay, maybe the one that will slip against West Ham. Uh, for the Antonio goal, but I mean, he's and he's done mainly everything right and everything well, and he looks really neat and tidy. He can put a great pass in. He 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 did a brilliant pass um, that nearly put Sterling in for a goal in the first half, and I think he's a very very solid player. Do we think he's do we think he's likely to stay in the team when we get the likes of Badia um and, well, OK, Wesley Fafana, will we ever see Wesley Fafana again? When they come back in the team, do you think he's 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 staked his claim to stay in the team?
2: Well, I don't think, I, I say this every every season, but I don't think Thiago Silva's going to be playing too much in the second half of the season. At mm-hmm. some point, this has got his, his age has got <laughs> to catch up with it. He's nearly as old as I am, um, <laughs> and he's, he's going to have to catch up. I, I suppose the, the thing is, this season, unless we have... We have good cup runs in, in both the domestic cups. We're not going to have that many fixtures compared to what we, we usually have after Christmas. Um, but if we have enough fixtures, I think they'll all they'll all get games. I, I think I'm still not 100% convinced on Bally Um I think that Wesley Fofana, if he can sort out his injury problems, will actually be world-class. I've, I've thought back in his Leicester days, he was he was um, set to be an absolutely stunning defender. I think he's got everything, but he's also got an injury, um, a, a, a list of injuries as long as your arm now. So it's a bit of a worry. But um, I think, you know, once Thiago Silva goes, we, we've still got some good centre halves there that that could be around for a good few years, all getting regular game time.
0: So uh, with the um... As we've said earlier on, with the, the international break coming up, that is a bit of a concern. When we've uh, obviously managed to create a bit of momentum at last, I mean, I'm I'm slightly terrified that we're going to, as you say, Mooch, that we're going to come back with um, players with bits falling off of them. But um, well, I
1: don't think we can get any more injuries than we've got. I mean, you it say was, that
0: you say that now. Yeah, but
1: like, come on, it's just, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy, and we should have some players coming back. Which yeah. you know uh, is is going to be, you know, Reese should be back, um, yeah. as you you mentioned as well. That is um, uh We've got the suspensions as well, which uh, yeah, Malagusto
0: will be back. Although Malagusto is going off to the to play for France, isn't he? So whether or not he actually get any game time is is another thing. But um, yeah.
1: uh, um, and, and Jackson is back, so you know it's it's. Um, it's, it's looking okay as long as I mean Chilwell's done for, for a while and then is and not going to be back but you know uh, we've got we've got the the, the the skeleton of a great team coming back and I, and I think um, uh, Arsenal also have some injury worries it, 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 I'm, I'm hoping maybe they get a few crocs on the international uh, uh, break as well but I don't know I've got a quite confidence about about the Arsenal game
0: I mean, it's funny. I mean, we've said this a few times um, because we have the, the times we've seen to struggle this season have been against teams that, you know, absolutely load up their penalty box um, or the, their third, final third of the pitch and and don't come out. And obviously Arsenal are less likely to be one of those sides. Maybe that will get us away in. What do we think, Kelvin? Or am I just talking out my hat?
2: I don't fancy us at all against Arsenal, I've got to be honest. <laughs> I mean, for the, for the most part last season, they were the best team in the country. Um, they've just beaten Man City. Uh, you know, they, I, I think, are they unbeaten so far this season? Arsenal, I think they oh, are.
0: No. I think are they've they? had, they did lose one. I can't remember if it was oh, against Dubai. someone wholly uh, unexpected, but yeah.
2: Right. Um, okay.
1: but, so but yeah, they they're, they're about to lose yeah. two.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: That's what we like to hear. Um, it's I mean so the, the games we've got coming out, the the four games we've got coming out, we have um uh so it's Arsenal home, Brentford at home, Spurs away, Man City at home. What do we think, chaps, that we're going to take away as a potential? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ever the Optimist, mate, good, and there's no reason, you know, good for you. Uh, that's what we like to hear on this I've had, show. I've got two like...
1: pints, so I'm like a little bit pissed <laughs> if I'm honest.
0: And other Chelsea podcasts you may listen to, folks, this is the optimistic one. Um, <laughs> uh, but thinking seriously, and as, I say, as ever, you can give a head, uh, what your head says and what your heart says, what do we think we're going to be taking away from these games? Kelvin, what do you reckon from those four games? Uh,
2: to be honest, be three honest. of them... For three of them, I'd take a draw right now. Um, The Brentford one, I'd like to think we could win, and we need to turn them over. You know, Um, it's embarrassing having them better than us at the moment. My brother supports Brentford as well, so that doesn't help at the moment. But. um, the the other three games, I'd take a point if you offered it to me. Now I'm I'm always like this anyway. You know, I'm too many years of supporting Chelsea and always fearing the worst. But I just think all three of them are a better team than we are at the moment. So we need to um, we need to ramp it up a couple of notches against all of them to get anything out of my I think.
1: I think you're underselling us here. I think uh, I think City and Arsenal. Granted, they are. Purring machines, and they've they've had some seasons to to get to where they're at. and We're more of a work in progress with a good manager and and some talented youngsters. Um, I think Tottenham have started strong, but I don't think that. And I think they've got a good manager there, and I think it's 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 great for them. Fine, but I think <laughs> uh, I think you know we've got we've got a better first eleven, and I think we, we will over the season probably. Maybe not.
0: <laughs> you were I going to say we were, were going to come out higher think, than them,
1: yeah, were you? I think we well, I hope we do. Because, But I, well, I think course, but. we're better, we're better than, uh, we're better than Brentford, we're better than Tottenham. And I think we might, we might upset Arsenal just because we, we used to a lot.
0: Well, you had <laughs> it think, here, and, folks. And, and, and
1: I think a draw is an upset. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: okay. You had it here first. Um, so, uh, I mean, I think, Look, I'm I'm somewhere in between the two of you because I think you're you're dead right Kelvin I think they are better I think City Tottenham and, and Arsenal are better teams than us at the moment certainly on it you know over a period of time if you start if you uh, but you know one game um City in particular you know I think they've been scored against in every single game they have played, I think and I think you know they they they're capable of dropping a bollock and and as you say, Arsenal without Saka didn't seem to harm them this, just this weekend gone, but I th- I'm pretty sure they lost against someone who you would at least you would not have expected them uh, to be beaten by. Um, I'm not super confident in either of those. I think if we take two points out of those three games, Spurs, Arsenal and City, then we'll have done well. But again, at the weekend, Spurs made very, very heavy weather of beating Luton. Admittedly, they mm. only had... 10 players for quite a lot of the game. But Luton, you know, really made them work hard for that win and they didn't look fluid. There was one moment of James Madison brilliance that uh, that led to the goal, but they didn't, you know, they really didn't look sort of... Um, you know, it wasn't a coherent performance. So I think there's, there's possibilities for, for us in all of those games, but for God's sake, let's beat Brentford. I mean, this is well, cause you know, before this is this, before the Fulham games and the Burnley games, we were going, well, this is, these are games that we should win, but, but now, you know, we really have to start. Now we're putting it back together again from the, the, the entrails of last season. We really do need to be beating these teams. I mean, Brentford, who, Brentford were the best side against United
1: and they got lucky. With McTominay sort of just pulling it out of the back. and and I'm just grateful that because I used to live with a United fan, and when we have a season this bad, it's just I'm just glad that he's also having a torrid time <laughs> because he, he he's a yeah. lippy cunt. Um, so, but I think you know we're a better side than United, uh, and and although they didn't dominate the game, they 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 did win, um, and I think we we should we should, and also as, as you say, they're not. They're, they're, a, they're a team that like to play. And I think we, we, we play to our strengths when we, we, we've got a team coming on to us as well.
0: I certainly think they haven't looked as strong so far this season, Brentford, than they did last. Uh, and that's going to work in our favour. We're starting to come good. Uh, we're at home. Um, you know, a lot will obviously depend on what happens um, in the Arsenal game. Let's hope that doesn't cause some massive blow to, to confidence across the team. But assuming it doesn't, I I do, I can see us taking, uh, I can see us taking three points there. Um, So, but I'd take, you know, from the 12, I would not be hugely disappointed with five, I've got to say. So, um, which is a terrible thing to have to say, but um, this is where we are now, folks, isn't it? Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, So, gentlemen, um, thanks so much again for uh, joining us tonight. I think that just about wraps it up. Obviously, we don't have a preview show this week um, as uh, we are going into the international break, but look out for the one for the Arsenal game. Um, Kelvin, it's been an absolute pleasure having you, my friend. I hope we can see you again later in the season, perhaps?
2: Yeah, yeah, just give me a shout. And thank you again for inviting me on. Really enjoyed it.
0: Thanks so much. Mooch, till next time, mate. And if we get twelve. If we get twelve, when points out of those four games? When
1: we get twelve <laughs> points, I swear
0: to God, I'm going to give you a crown and call you the king. Of call me Big Daddy Mooch. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much for listening, folks. Keep the blue flag flying high. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at PlaybackMedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.